Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 76 of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate First Roger Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're watching season four, episode 10, Beneath the Surface, a.k.a. It's an expression. (laughs) My a.k.a. is Metropolis. Oh, that's a good one, too. Because this is basically Metropolis. (laughs) Oh, you know, it's basically so many things. It's funny because I was thinking, I was like, well, is it, is it? Like time machine, like H.G. Wells. Is it the two peoples? Um, is well, it, it's so many. Yeah. Have, have you seen Metropolis? Yeah, not okay. since like film school, like yeah. when I was a kid. But yeah. like, it's so Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically every. It's, it's the most basic sci-fi theme yeah. that ever sci-fi. But um, yeah, no, I was trying to find a couple different ways that it works, but I think it's absolutely they, Metropolis. I, I know they also took some clear visual looks from Metropolis as well. Yeah, that part makes um, sense, yeah. But yeah. So, um, this first aired on September 1st, 2000. Uh, it was written by Heather E. Ash, directed mm-hmm. by Peter DeLuise. Mm-hmm. Um, also, before we get into this, just wanted to tease, I was going to mention this beforehand, oh, yeah. and I didn't. Um there was this trailer that was dropped yesterday. When oh, I say yeah. yesterday, I mean Friday. Yeah. Uh, of of a Star Warsy nature, mm-hmm. um, which we have some discussion points about. We may or may not have watched it a billion times by now. Oh, I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So instead of just going on forever long at the start of this, we're gonna save that for the end. So if you would like some random tangent Star Wars The Last Jedi talk, stay tuned at the end of the episode. Yeah, we'll do like a little uh, a hidden track, if you will. It's like a hit, yeah. A hidden be, track that's not so well hidden. It's a blatant... <laughs> Let's call it a not so well hidden track. <laughs> <laughs> like, the music might even cut in beforehand. Yeah, it's guys, guys. Yeah, it is because uh, we Star talking. Wars weekend, and I know this is a Stargate show, but it's celebration time. It is celebration time. Uh, we just happen to be in the area of the epicenter this year. We within the radius of the little circles. Half of the hosts of this podcast will be going we, and celebrating. Some of us may or may not be going. The other half of us are taking a uh, day off uh, from life. From life. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, it's not the way you think. Exactly. It's around. <laughs> but we'll tell you more about it next week, guys. Yes. Um. So anyway, start in with some bunk beds filled with very tired, dirty, oiled up, strong men. Not shirtless. You forgot to say shirtless. Shirtless. <laughs> That's the oiled up part. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're surprised to find that Teal'c is also getting up. And he has a bandage covering Junior's kangaroo pouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, not something covering his forehead. And he's missing something on his face. Oh, yes. Did you? Thank God. Did you notice something was missing uh, on his know, face? You know, I didn't. I was just like, he looks so much sexier in this episode <laughs> than he has in the last few. I wonder what that is. That's just a note to all of you out there how bad those are. 
<laughs> um, so we start to uh, also take note. He, he's not the only one that got a little, some hair trimmed. Yes. Because yeah. Sam has hers chopped off. I'm really digging that look on her. Um, I actually wrote, digging Sam's hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so th- we're, we're in a giant steampunk pipe warehouse with giant skylights. Uh, people are in line for food. And uh, Brenna announces that because of their hard work, they have enough energy to heat the greenhouses for two months and that one day they'll reclaim their place on the surface. And the rest of SG-1 is there in the crowd as worker people. Yeah. Very confusing intro to those of us who don't know what's happening. Um, And just to... why the things? Just to clarify, the team does go by different names in this episode. Mm -hmm. I will not be using them. Oh, thank goodness. For the sake of clarity. (laughs) For the sake of let's not go insane. Yeah. Yeah. For the sake of clarity, I'm going to be calling them by their actual names. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm for it. Anyways, so the team also is responding as if they are not the team, and then this is the life that they live, mm-hmm. which is odd. And Sam apparently doesn't always play nice in the sandbox, or should we say has Keegan doesn't play nice in the sandbox and withholds her bread? Yeah, I can see Sam being as awesome as Sam yes. is. She's a little bit the victim of bullying here, it feels like. Yes, but at the same time, I have a hunch that we haven't seen it. Sam is not completely innocent. Oh, in no, matter. I don't think she's innocent in the matter. I think it's a lot of um, why she get to be so smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Therefore, I don't like you. And she's like, fuck off. I'm going to be as smart as I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Daniel and Jack have some issues with each other as well, we discover. Mm-hmm. And uh, the tension continues to rise until Daniel grabs Jack and then Jack throws Daniel yeah, over his shoulder to the ground. Clearly, <laughs> Daniel has lost his memory if he even considered Putting running. Putting a hand on Jack, yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro. Uh, and they start fighting. Tilkrin's over to split them up. Pull, holds Jack back, trying to tell him that they're friends, that this isn't right, and they're members of SG-1. And the rest of the team is like, you're crazy? What the hell are you talking about? And yeah. it is their honor to serve. <laughs> and Jack is then taken upstairs. Uh, sorry, Teal'c is taken upstairs because he's night sick. Uh, and <laughs> Sam gets her. I back. always love a good made-up illness. Yeah. A good made-up illness. I'm going to use that one. You're night sick? Next time I call into work, I'm just going to say I'm night sick. I'm night sick. I have night sickness. I need some deadly nightshade <laughs> to cure me. Where's my belladonna? <laughs> um... And, uh, and credits. <laughs> like, Sam gets her bread, but, like, Keegan does not want to give it And her. it's, like, the saddest bread. It's, like, I don't even know how hard I'd fight for that. Yeah. I mean, she must be so hungry. It's, like, that doesn't even look like bread. It looks like to a fair, large cracker. To be fair, when you just have the mush, it's more of just having a different texture. Yeah. Can I please have another texture to eat today? <laughs> <laughs> One more it's probably texture. made of the exact same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as we come back from credits, we see Daniel and Keegan working on some top-of-the-line modern pipe work. Totally. Keegan is trying to explain, and Daniel is just distracted by Teal, you know, being back and, mm-hmm. and walking by. We also learned that it may be really hot down here, but up top, it's an ice age on the other side of the Yeah, sides. it's, uh, you know, it's complete opposites, because that's not a metaphor for anything. No. Not even a little bit. And apparently, um, fun fact, uh, we, we learned in the commentary track uh, that the steam... It is all created by electric tea cuddles hidden oh, on the site. Oh, oh, oh. I love, I love that. That's awesome. It makes me happy. <laughs> also, from there, we 
at one point, Peter acknowledges the fact that Daniel is a hipster and hasn't actually needed his glasses since he got addicted nice. to the sarcophagus yep. in need. Um, he just wants to look smart. And he acknowledges how dashingly handsome Daniel looks yeah. in this episode. I gotta tell you, there's a lot that you notice <laughs> about Daniel all of yeah. a sudden with that cutoff shirt. It's like, yeah. hey, where did those guns yeah. come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Look like at the them scruff. guns. Yeah, it's like, I'm, and, I'm digging yeah. I'm digging a, a slightly scruffy, dirtier, yeah. rolled around. It's kind of like taking a new pair of leather shoes and like, you gotta really like break them yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's also looking Probably very... Probably broken our Daniel. <laughs> That's not dirty. Get out of my mind, guys. Get out. <laughs> yeah. So elsewhere, Jack is uh, hitting something in order to fix it. Sure, because that's, that's what Jack how you fix things. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time he tries to sort of like hide himself when Teal walks by, but it doesn't really matter because Teal doesn't even give any signs that he recognizes Jack anyway. Mm-hmm. And then something blows and Sam is able to fix it because she's Sam. Yeah, because um, she's super smarty pants in the And she, she tells Brenna that she has some ideas to set up an automatic release valve on each of the stabilizers that could vent excess pressure mm-hmm. because even when she's not Sam, she's Sam. Yeah, she's still... like. So, so this removes her memories, but not her brain power, yeah, I imagine. Still yeah, Yeah, she's still the smartest person in the room. And Brenna invites Sam to, you know, show her the calculations later and, mm-hmm. and after work type thing. I feel like Brenna's a little bit crushing on Sam. I would not uh, be surprised. Who wouldn't? Yeah, that's true. And Sam and Jack sort of give each other a little flirt smile. Yeah, there's a little something happening there. Yeah. Because, again, chemistry, it's no Jack show balance. Yeah. Later, uh, Jack and Sam walk and talk after the explosion earlier and, you know, see how Sam's going. You know, Sam's going to talk to Brenna and mm-hmm. they flirt up storm and right. flirt. Yeah. Blake. Thanks. So Keegan watches um, Sam head into the office and clearly has some beef with Sam about all this, that Sam thinks she's better than the rest of us. So does Jack. Um, And Daniel's still distracted that Teal said they were friends. And Keegan's like, yeah, well, first you said the wrong name. His name isn't Teal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, it's night sickness, so just, just forget blow about it. it off. Yeah, basically, I don't question anything ever because I'm yeah. being lame-o. Who's had my memory, my main my, my, memory stamped so that I don't think anymore. And then we're back in the gate room, back on Earth at the SGC, and Walter tells Hammond they have a video link to P3R118. Yeah, which is Hoth. He says, oh, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Uh, and Hammond asked the administrator, Calder, for a status update. Um, if you, Calder's not cool, guys. Yeah. If you didn't catch on soon, we don't like Calder. Well, that Hugh Hefner robe, yeah. of, for me, that does it. It's like, all he's missing is like that weird, creepy glint in his eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, all right, you're not a good guy. So Calder hates to tell him that the search didn't turn up anything. And Mm -hmm. given the conditions outside the dome, he's just not sure they could have survived this long. And Hammond's like, yeah, um, like, I don't not trust you or anything, but I'd rather send my own people to go search for them instead. It also goes to show how extremely dumb this man is. Like, let me play devil's advocate for a second, okay? We know where the episode's gonna go. Yeah. This man is willing to destroy our relations with a planet that has technology where he's pretty sure could take him out because he knows about the Stargate, knows about all their other stuff. Just to keep four more workers? Yeah. 
holy crap, I would just send the team back and be like, there's nothing left here. We found them like this. Um, we're going to lose our connection to you. Bye. Yeah. I mean, he does point out that it's more than just the former workers. He was worried that the team was going to basically blow the whistle on the entire right. cover-up. But at the same time, yeah, knock him out, send him through the gate, and, and put never, a stone yeah. in the middle of the gate so no one can dial it's in. It's like, why would you ever even put anyone down there yeah. in the with the workers? It's like, yeah. nah, you did this to yourself. Yeah, you, kinda, you were so cocky yeah. that you thought you could take these four members of like the highest-ranking yeah. world-traveling tra- team and take them for your slaves. You, you kind of fucked, you up fucked up yourself. Yeah. You done fucked down. <laughs> okay. So Sam apparently had wanted to go explore the glacier and yeah. Calder's like, I told Jack how dangerous it was Jeez. and they were all overconfident. They, yeah. they could handle it. Uh, I mean, Jack's from Minnesota and all. Yeah. Um, it's not in the US out there and Hammond's like, yeah, um, we would still like to go search ourselves yeah. and Calder does not seem excited right. about that concept. Right. Um, on Calder's end, behind him, we can see a thriving city outside the, like, outside his window, but inside a dome, which mm. is basically the only view of the city that we ever see. Yep. Um, because money. <laughs> uh, and Because sets cost all the money. <laughs> and actually, it seems like the city is, is not CG? all that big. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. the, I mean, it's, it's still a huge dome, but really the city does not look huge. No, I think it's very tall, but that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and he wants to see... I feel like it's one of those weird, like... You know, like, those videos you see of, like, North Korea? It's like, is it really there or is it not there? I'm so confused. And yet he sees... He has this, like, gigantic empty office. Yeah, yeah. And taking up space. (laughs) Um, but he wants to see Brenna and wants to know how the new workers are doing. I mean, at this point, he might as well be twisting an evil mustache at this point. (laughs) And, like, petting a cat. petting a cat, yeah. (laughs) Um, and then we're, we're in one of Daniel's dreams in the gate room and Jack heads up to the gate, leading him to the other side. And Keegan shows up telling him not to listen to Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel wakes up in a bunk room. Confused. Yeah. Because confused. Right. Um, and, uh, so in the control room again, Hammond talks with Major Griff, who's out on a search party on the planet in the middle of a blizzard. He's like, we've lost the UAV. It doesn't look good. I'm going to go cut open this tauntaun. and, and save myself. <laughs> Conveniently, there are tauntauns out here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I happen to have this lightsaber. <laughs> I'm slice it open. And it, it smells bad on the inside. <laughs> you thought it smelled bad on the inside? So, okay, I'm dead. <laughs> just my, 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 my cool fun fact about tauntauns is, you know, the, the Think Geek Tauntaun sleeping bag? Yes. Yeah, I, like, one of my my shining moments in life is when I saved up enough Think Geek points <laughs> and got the Tauntaun sleeping bag. Nice. And it's just as wonderful as you want it to be. I I want it's it. big enough for like us Vikings. Yes, and 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 it's there are Vikings. Yeah. And it's it's warm. It's basically super cuddly. I like that. I feel like that would be if I had something like that. Though it would be where it's like, oh no, Grace is in the Tom Tom. Yeah, Gra- leave her alone for a week. Don't, <laughs> don't mess with. Don't mess. She's with. watching Gilmore's in the Tom Tom. Yeah, don't talk to her. <laughs> don't talk to her. <laughs> basically, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Um, anyway, so back in the pipes, Teal'c is shoveling ore, and Daniel walks up, wondering what happens, and Teal'c's like, I don't want anything to do with you. Why are you speaking to me? Yeah. And, and Go so, away. And Daniel's like, but what's that? 
It's what's that thing on your forehead? It's, yeah. a, it's, yeah. it's a birthmark. <laughs> yeah, we were friends. That's I... so not a birthmark. <laughs> no. That is not a thing of nature. <laughs> Let's be clear that you not only have lost your memory, you're a bad liar. <laughs> um, and Daniel's like, yeah, I probably should remember that if we're friends and all. And Teal'c's like, we don't know each other. Uh, All of a sudden, Teal'c is the cool kid that will yeah. talk to you when he needs help with his homework, but not in the hallway <laughs> where other people can see. Not that that ever happened to me a hundred times. <laughs> uh, I've never talked to you before in my life. <laughs> We're not friends. Leave me alone. Stop pointing out my weird features. He's like, that's not, that's not what you were saying, you know, yesterday that we were all friends. Yeah. And Teal continues to deny that he said anything. And Dana continues to push until Dania's like, yeah, I guess, I guess I was wrong. And Teal's like, that's right. Don't talk to me ever again. Go away. <laughs> ever. Um, Just and- to make sure there's no unclarity. Like, yeah. make sure it's, everything is very clear for you. Don't never ever again. talk to me. Don't never. Don't look at me. Don't never not talk to me again. Don't stand in my presence. <laughs> Go away. Uh, <laughs> So Daniel talks over and, and, and walks over to Keegan, and she's basically like, told you so. Yeah. Told you so, dance. Yeah. Um, she's and, a big jerk face. And again, blames the night sickness. and says Again, that because she basically wants to be one of the cool kids. She wants to be a cool kid. Yeah. This is all very high school. This entire relationship. Well, to be here. fair, look at you. You've shoved a bunch of people oh, yeah. into this. Like, it's going to be high school. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I and it's not a criticism on the characters at no. all. It's, it's just kind like, of an observation. Yeah. This is what happens, because you've got the girl that's jealous of the smart girl, but also doesn't want to be her, and then you've got the kid who's like, don't talk to me, because we got to make it out of here, and you're persona non grata, and then you've got the two outcasts who are like, we give no fucks what anybody says, we got to do what we want. We do what we want. <laughs> Um, but Ke- but Keegan also warns him that if he doesn't stop talking like this about his dreams and all this kind of shit, that people are going to start thinking that he's night sick. I mean, I wouldn't say that you're night sick, but people would say that you're yeah. night sick. I mean, I might not be the, exactly the first person to rat you out because anything to push myself forward. <laughs> what? <laughs> then we get a scenic shot of the dome in Hoth. Yes. Um, with Hoth <laughs> around it. Uh, and then Brianna walks um, into Calder's office. Basically, Junior is blamed for why the memory stamp didn't work on right. Teal'c the first time. But this time, it's holding. And the others are excellent workers. And Sam has some interesting ideas for improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to hand him the iPad. And <laughs> I don't know if you caught this. I actually didn't catch it until we were watching it this this time around. Uh-huh. He takes out a handkerchief to take it. Oh. He won't, like... It's a super oh. small detail that I didn't notice before, but it, I think it's just a huge thing about the social structure. Yeah, that introduced a whole new element yeah. to their cast, he cast takes, system. He clearly takes out a red handkerchief and, like, before he takes it, like, puts it in his hand in order to take the iPad. That's right. And then holds it with just that hand, and when he hands it back, he, like, takes the handkerchief and puts it away. Yeah, no, that's that's another, again, another element. It's yeah. basically an untouchable. He's Yeah, exactly. Wow. The workers are untouchables. Wow. So... Guys, it's getting deep. Yeah. Not I too thought, deep. I thought that was... It's just beneath the surface. Just... Ju- oh! <laughs> Mic drop. Gotta go, guys. It's not getting any better than that. Figure out the rest of the episode on your own. <laughs> and we're done. So about that Star Wars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so... <laughs> 
Greta thinks that Sam improvements could, you know, free up a ton of workers to do other things. And Coulter snarks that, you know, things could get so efficient that they won't even need the workers. Mm-hmm. And Brennan's like, well, would that be, like, a horrible thing? And he's like, yes, actually it would. Like, it wouldn't go over well. Those people don't even know the city exists. Yeah. And they'd fit right in and the whole the whole city would, like, react great when when these workers find out that they've been lied to their whole lives and like the city then has to find make room for them and like share shit with them and slaves aren't allowed to live up with the people how dare you why would that with your outlandish ideas yeah right now there's no crime there's no unemployment everyone is happy and he tells brenna to only do what is needed to ensure uninterrupted power yikes and the door even starts closing on her before she even walks up to it yeah and it's like we're done and we're done (laughs) yep um back in brenna's own office she makes she breaks the bad news to sam that they can't do the improvements and she forced to make up some flimsy reason why they can't do them that uninterrupted production is more important than efficiency and Brenna just asks her to leave. Like, don't come up with a safer way. And both Sam and Brenna are crushed in different ways. Yeah. I, it just goes to show you the importance of the, of you know, the 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 person in the role of who am I to do anything. It, it, Brenna's role uh, is usually in life or in stories. Yeah. That's usually the person that's like, who am I to do anything? I'm yeah. a nobody. I have no yeah. power. But... Actually, she's got the most power yep. because she's got all the information from all sides. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, that's that's all. Just to want to point that, will, that little guy that out. will come forth. Yep. Just in a little shortly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sam then goes to vent to Jack uh, that she had a detailed plan and included safeguards. And Jack offers up like, "Well, start small." Mm-hmm. And then maybe work your way up to the big things. And Sam asked why he's so calm, and Jack thinks that he handled dangerous explosives in a previous life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, she's like, another life? No, I think it's just, it's just an expression. It's just an expression. That's my first cat. I won't, I won't, I won't. Is it Jack or MacGyver? <laughs> <laughs> it is MacGyver. It's MacGyver. It's MacGyver. Because Jack was not very calm. Jack is kind of a hothead. Um, Jack can take charge and and think think, clearly. Yes, and I think if if he's handling... Jack's handled explosives before. He's able to keep calm and, like, steady his hand in order to do things. Yeah, but I wouldn't exactly call him a calm guy. He's not a soothing influence. Right, right. He's not one to... to, Let's just think back uh, (laughs) one episode ago. There's a little thing called a neutrino bomb. <laughs> Naquita bomb. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wrong one. Crap. Erase. Neutrino, Naquita. <laughs> kind of the same thing. It starts with an N. I have not had coffee. <laughs> um, but Mac, Mac, Mac is a calming influence. Right, right. I it's, definitely To be that. fair, it's neither the first nor the last MacGyver reference <laughs> that they'll have in the series. Um... And uh, so back in the gate room, Major Griff and SG2 are coming back through the gates. There's still no sign of them, like literally no trace of them. <laughs> and he cannot imagine any scientific reason why Sam or Daniel would want to go check out these ice fields. And even if there was a legitimate reason, Jack would never let them go. Right. Um, and like, but Calder told Hammond that Jack thought the risk was acceptable. And Griff is like, look, I can't speak for that. Like, I'm not a diplomat in any way. Mm-hmm. But off the record, 
like they're not out there. And yeah. if Calder says they're out there, he's a damn liar. I love this conversation because uh he he's keeping He's keeping himself in line, and he mm-hmm. keeps saying, "I'm no diplomat." I'm yeah. really, like he's basically pleading to Hammonds, like, "Please, please let, let me, me speak talk. off the record." Please let me talk. Oh God, how much I want to tell you things off the record, <laughs> off of the record. He's doing the off the record dance, Adam. <laughs> he's, he's like, "Would like, you like to play some vinyl? Oh, yeah. What is a vinyl called?" <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like not on, but uh, yep, there you go. Because um, the minute he says off the record, he's like off the record. He's fucking full of shit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is that was a nice little conversation. Yeah, I, lo- I love that little piece of dialogue between those two. And Hammond is not happy nope. at the current situation. Yeah. It's him and the bulldog is coming out. Yeah. So back underground, Keegan is is doing like the cheap towel wash off because I'm sure there's not showers down right. there anywhere. Uh, and Daniel comes up and asks how he got here. And he's like, you were transferred from the mines. No, like before that. Yeah. He goes, well, I don't. What do you what? And he goes, well, all I can remember are a handful of memories. Mm-hmm. And he's wondering if Jack and Sam were ever actually his friends. And then Keegan says that. You know, they're just trying to get closer to Brenna to get special attention. And if Daniel is friends with them, then he isn't friends with her. Again, we're in high school. Yes. We're in high school again. <laughs> you can't be their friends I'll and be my friends. Them. Yeah. Um, I El- can have all the friends I want. <laughs> Elsewhere, Teal'c is turning a wheel. Not doing so good. Yeah. Uh, and we see a pressure ball in, like, water mm-hmm. starting to rise. And he goes to release some of the, the, the pressure because it's rising too much, and he just collapses. And then the ball starts to go higher and higher and into the red, and the whole section's about to blow. <laughs> and now the workers blow the alarm and get Teal'c out of there. Yep. Uh, Sam runs over. She wants to try to help, um, but the others are like, no, it's too late. Just evacuate. It's going to yeah, blow. Get out of here. Yeah. Daniel and Jack come over, and Sam's like, no, I can shut this off at the main boiler, but someone has to go back there and open the primary release valve. So Jack and Daniel go out and off to do that, but not before Daniel tells Keegan to get everyone out of there, just in case. Mm -hmm. Pressure rises so high that the gauge breaks, uh, and Jack tries pulling on it, but it's too hot. Right. So then Jack and Daniel just hit it with a hammer. Right. What do you do when the thing doesn't work when I pull it? Smack it. Yeah, just hit it with a hammer. In the wrong direction. Well, I think at one point they're just trying to break the handle off, yeah. which is what they do instead but of opening it. does that help? Because it doesn't... I don't... You know, listen, <laughs> in the end it works and the pressure's released. All I'm saying is if you're going to smack it with a hammer, at least smack it in the direction that you were trying to pull it. Well, I guess they can get more torque with the hammer hit going That's that fair. way than hitting right. it underneath and pulling up. I'm, I'm gonna stick to what I said. I'm just but trying I'm to But I'm open to hear things. <laughs> anyway, it breaks off. Pressure I'm gonna go with out. it was too much of a bitch to switch the shot Probably. around. Probably. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then Jack, in the middle of the seam, reaches a bro hand out to Daniel. <laughs> because they're bros now. Bro. 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 So, later on, Teal'c is in the infirmary, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, and wants to go back to work, but Brenna's like, no, you're going to stay here until I tell you you can work again. Jeebus. <laughs> um, and then she goes and thanks the rest of the team for saving the, the plant and owes them a debt of gratitude, and they repeat that it's my honor to serve, and Jack kind of doesn't really re- have a, any feeling behind it and doesn't really say it. Yeah. 
Uh, Sam starts with the fact that, you know, this wouldn't have happened if you would just listen to me. And Brennan's like, shh, 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 don't, don't talk. Yeah. Don't talk. Never say things. I don't want to hear it. Um, a bit later, the team is starting to feel that something is off. Daniel mm-hmm. keeps looking around super paranoid mm-hmm. um, that the the big night sick guy with the foreheady thingy, he <laughs> said that they were all part of SG-1. And they're like, what? What is that? Is it, a, is it a team? Because that's a shitty name for a team. Right. Why don't we name something cool like the Renegades <laughs> or the A-Team? Why can't I have a cool name like MacGyver? <laughs> that's a single person and not a team. You don't know. <laughs> um, but Daniel thinks that he's supposed to be doing something Mm-hmm. Sam and Jack are like, you know, Daniel wants to be where the people are. Yeah, he wants to see. Or there's, you know, there's to more to this dancing. provincial life. <laughs> I'm gonna try and throw all of them in there. What's next? When will he see what his reflection show? <laughs> Come on, Grace, one more. <laughs> He's gonna he, be on his way. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to see all the colors of the wind. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so I <laughs> <laughs> one more, but I'm gonna leave it alone. Just say it, because you're going to burst if you don't. No, because I can't remember it exactly, but you'll know it. Okay. Because if he had the ability to control his destiny, would he? You had the chance to change your fate. There you go. What's up then? So. And we're done. And we're done. Daniel is a Disney princess. That's that's the initiation process. Clearly. I mean, if any of them are a Disney princess, it's Daniel. Uh, Jack and Sam argue that there, you know, there's not really anything more important than helping their people survive an ice yeah, age. You gotta whistle while you work. Because <laughs> they're in the mines. <laughs> um, dig, dig, dig. <laughs> I'm done. They pre now they previously dig, dig, That's dig, fair. dig, dig, That's dig, fair. dig, dig, mine the whole day through. <laughs> um, and Daniel feels like. There's something bigger, grander, <laughs> more than this provincial life. That's where the Beauty and the Beast quote fits in. Thank you. Okay. So Jack starts snarking all off, but Daniel explains that, you know, look, the dream I had had Jack in it and this big glowing puddle. And Sam's like, I had that same dream, that glowing puddle thing. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, you need to stop talking like that for crying out loud. And they look at him confused. He's like, that's, that's an that's expression, right? It's, an ex- it's just, an expression? just an expression. Again, that's like the third time we say it's an expression. It's um, coming. We've got a couple more coming. And they're like, this is this is getting too deep. We can't talk here. We're going to talk tonight after lights go out. And they're like, and they do. Yep. That night. Dana gets out of bed and Keegan watches him leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and he meets up with, with Sam and Jack. So... They all had the same dream. Well, Daniel and Sam did. Jack dreams are about... Yeah, you don't want to know what Jack's dreams are. Other things. <laughs> yeah. Other, other things. things. <laughs> he also points out that... Other uh, things that happened in the night. <laughs> all right, I'm done. I'm just a mess, guys. Nixie, power us through. Okay. So he also points out that, you know, when he was a foreman, anyone caught doing what they're doing now had their rations cut in half for a month. Right. Daniel wonders if their memories were altered. Jack's like, my memories are just fine. And he goes, really? Okay, then what'd you do in the mines? <laughs> he mines. He mined the whole day through. He remembers <laughs> shoveling ore into a cart and mining the whole day through. Yeah. <laughs> and digging. Yeah. Dig, 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 yeah. dig, dig. Sometimes there were diamonds. He did that. He did that a lot. He was and real short. <laughs> 
<laughs> had a big old beard. Yeah. A little pointy hat. <laughs> There's this woman there. Just it's like, really weird. She's cleaning their house. Cleaning things. Talk to birds. Uh, Sam remembers cold and darkness and talking to birds. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> and and building sl- a castle out of ice. Yes. And then sleeping Sorry. for a long time. You switched to a whole other movie. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did, but if anyone is Elsa, I mean, uh, yeah, Elsa. Yeah, <laughs> it's Sam. Sam would be it. Yeah, yeah. It's Sam. Yeah. <laughs> um, but neither of them are really sure about anything, and so <laughs> the important thing is that um, you know they're supposed to be doing something, but no one can put their finger on what. Right, that there's, there's is. some part of their memory that's just not coming back. They're they're getting. It's like you know they're building a puzzle. They're getting yeah. this puzzle together. They're, and they're getting like, the edge pieces. We just yeah, we've got the edges, the edge but pieces. there's kind of nothing else going on no. here in the middle. We know something we goes even, here. We don't even see what the pieces are. We know to start that putting something them goes here because we built a frame. Yeah, <laughs> we know how big this puzzle is going to be at least. I always went back to that when I was puzzle building. Yeah. Puzzle building as a kid, it's like, well, I know it can be bigger than this. Yeah. I can manage this. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, they, you know, that means everything they can remember is a lie. This whole place is a facade. And mm-hmm. as long as they don't dig too deep beneath the surface <laughs> and don't question it, which means they need to start questioning everything. Right. Yeah. Um, but they have to do it quietly because others may think they're night sick for talking like this. Yeah. And Jack asks, maybe they are night sick. Um, but Sam says she doesn't think so, sir. And they oh. just look at her. And she's like, what? I, oh, oh, can I say it? Sir is... It's an expression. <laughs> so It's an expression. In the briefing room, Janet tells Hammond that, aside from some minor frostbite, SG2 is fine. And Hammond <laughs> shares that Calder has regretfully informed them that a search of the city has turned up nothing. Mm-hmm. And short of going to war, all they can actually do is cut off diplomatic relations, and he's not even authorized to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have advanced metallurgical and chemical technologies that they want, and that we want, and they right. want Stargate tech and gate addresses, which makes sense, because they're on Hoth. Um, Hammond doesn't really have many options right now, which is why he's ordered Major Griff to come up with a covert search and rescue plan. And mm-hmm. Janet, because Janet is the most badass motherfucker in right. the entire place, is like, yeah, if you're looking for volunteers... I'm in. I, I'm in. <laughs> I'm doing things. <laughs> Seriously, Janet. I don't know if... I think Janet's just, you know, every now and then she gets the itch... Yeah. ...to just go... Like, she doesn't need it. She's not this adrenaline junkie. No, the way the but SG she's also like... Is. I will get shit done if you yeah. need me to get shit done. Yeah, she's also not like meek or scared to she's leave the house. She's not gonna back house. out of anything. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'll do that. I'll take that on. Let's do it. I'm like, ready. I don't know if we've you've caught on of our love of Janet yet. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Janet, guys. She's pretty amazing. <laughs> she's pretty she's amazing. And I think kind I can relate amazing. to her the most. Like, you know, if you think about your work life, it's like you want something pretty consistent. But if there's a chance to step up, it's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm yeah, gonna step up. Why not? Just to prove to you guys that I still got it. Exactly. <laughs> so back in the food line with that tasty, tasty gruel. Mm, uh, gruel. Da- Daniel goes to sit with Jack and Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel dreamed about that pool of light again, except this time they were all there, including Teal'c. Mm-hmm. Jack dreamed about mining. <laughs> naked. Yeah. Which get a reaction from Sam. Like, okay. Yeah. Come again? <laughs> Tell me one more time. Tell me about this. Let me get a clear picture. Yeah. 
<laughs> of how that worked. Sam just remembers letters, numbers, SG1, DHD, GDO, and Jack sees a bowl that someone else has that he's empty and trades what food he has left for this empty bowl and then flips it over and just knows that means something. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure what. There's another piece of our but puzzle. something. Yep. And then Jack has a vision of standing in Calder's office looking out over the city in the daylight. Mm-hmm. So putting his bowl... Looking pretty dapper in his, uh, you know, tactical gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, he's not in his tactical gear. He's, like, actually still wearing, wearing that worker. The worker's... The same outfit he's wearing underground oh, it's here. it's the next flashback it's, where he wears... Yeah, he yes, morphs. You're right. It actually you're morphs right. as yeah. it turns. Um, and putting his bowl away, Daniel puts a bowl away, and Keegan comes up and notices that he has new friends. And he's like... Yeah, well, you're the one that came up with the stupid rule, so... Peace out. You're kind of your fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> elsewhere, Teal'c is not doing good. No. Uh, and the medic wants to check his wound, that wound thing that's underneath all those bandages, mm. and Brenna's like, no. Don't touch Under things. no circumstances are you to remove those bandages. Mostly because we probably didn't put the makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping the bandages on this time. <laughs> um, and just make sure he keeps eating and drinking, and after they leave, Teal'c opens his eyes, and then starts to take his bandages so they're, off. They're basically treating him like a puppy. Yeah. Like, look, he's still eating, he's still drinking, he's, he's still fine. pooping, he's gonna be okay. He's gone, yeah. <laughs> Jack and Sam are sitting next to each other, um, and Jack does remember something. There's a man, he's bald, he wears short sleeves, somehow very important to him. He yeah. thinks his name is Homer, uh-huh. which now, is accurate. I, I, yeah, I love the implication that this means Hammond, but, but it's Homer. It's Homer Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> Homer is very important to Jack. It's, yes. It's clearly Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And Sam just has a lot of vague images. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things about this place, though, that she likes as she cuddles up to Jack. Aww. And he gets the point. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, would it mean anything if Jack admits that he does remember feelings? Feeling feelings? I feel feelings. For Tor, he jokes, clearly, for Teal'c. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't remember much, but he remembers that. Because he doesn't know much. <laughs> 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 but I, don't I know, know I love you. Maybe all he needs, needs to know. Sorry, <laughs> I had to. Wait, doesn't he get like a real high falsetto somewhere? Yeah. I don't know much. Yes. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> but I know I love you. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us. A good song. We're almost done. I swear. <laughs> No, we're so not. back in Calder's <laughs> office, Brenna admits that Teal'c seems to have a bad reaction to the memory stamp, and she thinks he's dying, which Calder <laughs> gives no shits about, because workers die. Oh, well. Um, there's also a report that the rest of the team is meeting in secret, and she thinks that they're starting to remember, because their brain chemistry is a little bit different. Um, and instead of trying to restamp them, Calder's like, well, guess it's about time to what, but, yeah. Let's rewind. Guess it's about time to find out what the surface of Hoth is like. <laughs> and we're going to keep the tauntauns away from them. Yes. Um, Brenna's a little stunned because all SG ones disapprove of how they treat their workers. And Calder's like, no. No, they didn't just disapprove. They passed judgment. And Calder's doing the same. And, like, Calder basically threatens her if she doesn't comply. Yeah. Yeah. So he's super butthurt. Because yes. somebody doesn't like him. Basically. Um, and uh, he's like, so therefore uh, everything goes my way and they die. <laughs> and then we get our Deloise cameo. 
Oh, did you okay. see it? No, he I is... kept thinking he should be in the infirmary. Yeah, no, he's sleeping on the ground underneath Jack's bunk. Oh, no, I totally missed it. Apparently, the tie was gonna be on the top bunk, but it was actually too unstable for anyone to go up there. <laughs> so he slept on the ground to like give the, yeah, the idea don't... that they're all stacked uh, up. Yeah. Don't kill the director. Don't kill the director, yeah. no. Don't. No, I kept wanting him to be in the infirmary. Yeah. I convinced myself that he would be in the infirmary. Yeah. In fact, for a while, I was like, I know it's not him, <laughs> but the guy that's helping Teok looks like a Deloise. He does he have does. a Deloise He's got a Deloise quality him. to him. And I know it's not him, but I kept going, that should be him. Yeah, no, he's, he's sleeping. He's <laughs> sleeping under Jack. Um, but Jack pulls the same bowl under his pillow, and if you didn't catch on that the bowl stood for their dome, they're going to make it real clear right now Ta-da. that the dome is the bowl, and the bowl is the it's dome. It's a bowl dome. It's the a dome bowl. Sorry. Dome Bowl 2000. 12. I don't know. It's 2000. One. No. 2000. 99. It's 2000. Dome Bowl 2000. Uh, In a flashback. So much cooler than WrestleMania. (laughs) In a flashback, we see Jack, like, I didn't even know WrestleMania was, like, a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing to a lot of people. Like, I know. And I just. Was completely didn't know that WrestleMania happened. I think it just, you know, it's got some of us and it missed others of us. It missed me because I've got badly. some friends that are pretty deep into WrestleMania and was, not just guys. Like, was The Rock in WrestleMania? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's literally the only like the only connection. I, I mean, can make. I know The Rock, and then I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh yeah, and then the guy. Uh nope that's nope. it the Undertaker oh no, I know wait, the name. no that that's not is, is that it, a guy or is that car? a monster truck I think it's a monster truck uh, there's a guy that looks like an Undertaker <laughs> we're gonna move back to Stargate <laughs> right now real quick okay so please do not condemn us for our lack of wrestling knowledge or monster cars um anyway flashback for him we see Jack looking out the window in workers' clothes uh, and as he turns back the worker clothes morph into a standard gear and that's when he looks all snazzy oh he does look snazzy um he's like very impressive too bad it's all a lie because on the tour Sam spotted some ventilation shafts and we checked him out and he was like yeah you were supposed to uh, stick to your escort there and Jack's like well I can see why you'd want us to so we mm. didn't see the slave labor force underground yeah um and Jack's not gonna recommend trade with a culture that enslaves its own people and Calder says, look, this is our system of government, and it's allowed to survive an ice age. And our methods are actually quite civilized. I'll even show you, mm-hmm. evil mm-hmm. mustache twirl. By making you one of them. One of us. I well, mean, them. Drink. <sighs> the Kool-Aid. Yeah, no, it's, what is it? In Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, when Gadget gets pulled into a cult, it's oh. like a, the Cuckoo Cola. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's going to sing to him, and it's like, come along. You belong. Feel the fizz of Coca-Cola. <laughs> something, something. Why was that not a commercial for something? Because that is a commercial jingle it's if I've ever heard one. It's pretty good. And they're all bathing in orange soda. Wow. It's pretty awesome. You're <laughs> so welcome. Back in the bunks, the morning alarm, alarm sounds, and Jack goes to tell Sam that he thinks he knows what's going on, and that's when they're summoned to Brenna's office. Um, and the people are sent to take Teal to Brenna's office as well. Mm-hmm. And Daniel off screen was brought to Brenna's office. Yeah. Uh, and Sam asks what's Everybody going on. Everybody to the office. Sam asks what's going on with Teal, and Brenna admits that he's dying. Mm-hmm. He's going to be dead yeah. soon. 
Um, and he, Daniel, you're just all here to watch Tilk die. Yeah. Gather around. Uh, and Daniel remembers Kelnor Reem. I don't really yeah, know what that means. Jack thinks it's a type of meditation that he does every day or he gets sick or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Um, and he's not doing it because he doesn't remember something. And yeah, Brenna confirms all of this. Mm-hmm. And he tells him their real names. And Jack wonders still where Homer fits He's like, in. I'm going to make this joke hit <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> um, and Brenna went along with all of this in the beginning because she thought it was necessary to protect the city, but now it's just gone too far. Mm-hmm. And they reach, you know, when they return home, their memories are going to return really quickly. Faster, yeah. Um, and as Brenna pushes the buttons open, the door leads them to the Stargate, uh, I guess eventually, um, mm-hmm. Calder and two guards come through instead. Uh, and Calder is disappointed, but not surprised by Brenna. Um, you know, she's been growing weak for a while, and mm-hmm. Brenna's like, no, I've come to my senses. He's like, yeah. I don't really carry the way you're used to me, and shoots her in the arm with a Nintendo gun. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, she's not a duck in that Yeah, time. exactly. Uh, you know, I thought that, is it actually it's a Nintendo gun? actually a Nintendo gun. Because <laughs> it does look so much like one. It's a Nintendo gun. And you know what's funny is... um. For a while, that one had, I mean, clearly they colored, they painted yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a while, there was orange ones. Yeah. There was orange and gray ones, and then they became just gray on gray. Yeah. And I remember thinking, no, it's supposed to be orange, and I feel like they have one of the original orange ones and just added black pieces to it. I don't know. But, but that seemed very important to me to share. It's, it's a Nintendo gun. <laughs> it is a Nintendo gun. And he shoots him in the, shoots her in the arm. With because, a Nintendo gun. Because she's a duck. Those um, made the greatest sound, too. Like, when did. you shot them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The most that satisfying, satisfying click. click. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as for the rest, time to find out what the surface of the planet is like. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just going to stick them up on half to freeze. And all at once, started by Teal getting up, Teal gets up, takes out one guard. Daniel takes out Calder, gets mm-hmm. the gun. Jack takes out the other guard. Sam goes to Brenna, and it's all very quick and very efficient. Boom. You know, it's funny to me that Daniel takes someone out and Sam goes to Brenna. Because normally that would have been well, the other way around. Yes, but I think if you look at, like, where they're standing, I think it was oh, just yeah. whoever's closest. Well, I like the idea that um, because they're, at this point, they're still using mostly muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. And not mental. Like, yeah. Daniel's brain didn't go to, oh, I have to be the guy that get, can't yeah. take someone out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess that was where my brain was. That's that's my my thought process yeah. for it. Um, and so Dan- go Daniel. And Daniel's like, what happened? Uh, Tilk removed his bandages the night before and began to remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he placed himself into a deep Kelnor room for the night. And Junior did all his magic. And Mm -hmm. Tilk is Tilk again. Ta-da. Calder asks... You know, or doesn't ask. He goes, you'll never... He's ready to get down to business and defeat the Huns. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Um, Just when you thought it was safe. Out of you. Dun, 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 dun. Um, sorry. Where was I? Calder tells him that he won't make it back to the Stargate. And Jack is like, well, we have you as a hostage. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Right. Yeah. But first, Daniel's like, you have to tell. You can't just leave. You kind of have to tell all these people what is happening. And yep, you're right. So Jack heads out to the scaffolding mm. overhead, all the people, dragging Calder with them, asking for everyone's attention. Uh, he announces to them that this man has been keeping them locked on here for a while, and the rest of the people are living it up on the surface. Mm. And Calder tries to tell them not to listen. They shot Brenna. And Jack's like, no, there's a whole big dome city full of people that they serve, and they've been lied to their whole lives. Mm. And Keegan yells that that's a lie. And Daniel tells her, no, it's true. 
Um, and when they ask who Calder is, he tries to tell them that, you know, he's a supervisor in the mines before he was transferred. And Jack's like, just shut up. Yeah. Shut up. You just want go proof? away forever. And he points the gun at the skylight. Everyone's like, no, don't do that. That's bad. We're going to die. That's bad. <laughs> but Jack fires anyway, shatters the skylight. And yeah. I guess you're now raining glass down on because all the people? Because that's safe. That's the safest way to show people <laughs> that you're on their side is to just shower shards of glass on them. <laughs> also say shower shards three times fast. Shower shards, shower shards, shower shards. Um, anyway, and so they're all expecting snow and cold and ice to be flooded in. But in hand, it's skylights. It's, yeah. it's sun. And it's warm and it's beautiful. It reminds me of the Doctor Who episode where they're in the... Um, they're in the like the the underground interstate thing that they're stuck and they're trying to get out, and in the ends, like oh. they just shoveled all the people down there, and some of them go down into the monster pit. And yeah. in the end, they find out that it's actually beautiful up top, yes. and they get to all come yes. free. That's kind of what it is. That's not bad. But what's the Kurt Russell movie where they're stuck in the tunnel? And it's something like that too. They have I don't to make it to the other side of the tunnel. Okay, I'm that done. One I don't remember. Sorry, guys. Don't um, me. People are now yelling that movie name at you. <laughs> um, and Calder explains that, you know, like, look, you've done nothing to Jack. He goes, the people will never be accepted into the city. And Jack's like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Which is why we're going to take them to a better place. Yeah. I do remember this really sweet tropical planet where the beaches go on forever. And we all get you to live there. get yeah. Hoth. They get paradise. Bam. Mic drop. Mic drop. Yeah. And Calder tells Jack that he's destroying a way of life. And Jack's like, nah. Really give a fuck. Sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> back so, in, you would think they would take Brenna with them. They they are back okay. in the office. They tell Brenna that they're taking her oh, with okay. them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and Jack and Sam are the last ones to leave through the door. The bald man that Jack is trying to remember is General Hammond. He's from Texas, you know. Oh yeah. It's totally. all coming back. <laughs> and she says yes, sir. And Aww. Jack thinks about what that sir and what that means. And gets real sad. And gets a little sad that they don't get to play tonsil hockey. And then they go home. <sighs> Guys, I totally thought Sam and Jack would get a makeout scene in this one. Actually, they, in the commentary, they mentioned that, like, originally it was in there. But they're like, we just had the makeout earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, we can't do all this mushy stuff with them. No. They got to play with it here because they weren't Sam and Jack, but they didn't yeah. want to go too far and becoming like every time they get the opportunity to kiss, they're going to make them kiss. They're riding the line. Fine. But they didn't even know who they were. To be fair, they probably were kissing off screen. That's fine. Okay, fine. They're totally sharing a bunk. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, this was fun. This was fun. I did go down a little bit of a rabbit hole trying to think of. So just immediately the thought of a utopia. I was like, okay, this is a theme. Like, this is a sci-fi theme. Yes. We've seen this before. And the first thing that came to my mind was Bioshock. <laughs> because the reasons. Because and reasons. then I thought Bioshock. And then I and then I thought, uh, I can't remember the other one. And then I, I had a conversation with boyfriend Jesse. And we thought Time Machine. Uh, oh, the, yeah. Um, H-G-Wells. The Time Machine. And then... And then you said Metropolis, so now I'm there. But, uh, but so in the process of my like little bit of research that I do, I found a podcast that reads you H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. Nice. Completely for free. That's awesome. It's all public domain, so they can oh, yeah, do that. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and it's just this British older gentleman reading to you. That's it's awesome. It's kind of the greatest thing. Just kind of like Google search it. I don't know. It just kind of found it. That's awesome. Um, 
And then I thought of how scarily close we are to being the people that live on the surface. Let's not think about that anymore. <laughs> I like this episode. I do. I, I can't remember what my my thing looks like right now. My top five. Oh, here. But top five. Hold up. I got it. I got it. I feel like this could tie with something. Your top five uh, currently is a window of opportunity, divide and conquer, Watergate, upgrades, and Scorched Earth. Um, I think this can tie with Scorched Earth. Okay. Uh, not just because they were back to back, but because they were similar type of like, hey, what does this mean for people? Uh, you know, ultimately, yeah. I think this will go above it. It might even go above upgrades. Okay. But I don't know. Uh, right now, we're going to tie it there and let it hang out for a minute. Okay. Um, I like this one. Uh, you know what? This one I think replaces Watergate on my list. Ooh, uh-huh. Um, so it's the number five on my list. Gotcha. Um, it, it just I replaced, just, yeah. It just replaced Watergate. It's just such a strong theme. Yeah. And it just makes your brain go in a lot of directions, which I liked. And then I like all the, uh, the, um, the, the I guess the little inside jokes yes to the team themselves yes which is fun plus I'm going to decide that Sam and Jack were kissing and just we kissing? didn't see it just kissing I'm trying to keep it G-rated okay <laughs> like this podcast it's G-rated <laughs> they were doing it um yeah no I I I like this episode for some of the small details like like Calder not touching the iPad. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that's what I mean. There's so much to read into this yeah. episode. And yeah. It's got a lot of little stuff in there. And it, the fact that of how clear of a picture we have, kind of, of how this upper this upper city works when really all we see is one person right. of the higher realm or whatever mm-hmm. and half view of the city. Is that really that's all we see and yet we still in our heads are it's able kind of to have mean. Yeah. a pretty clear picture of what life is on the surface. Which to me also means that it's got to be mundane and there's got to be people that yeah. are unhappy and hiding that unhappiness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a really good call too on that point. Um, there was one other and I cannot find it anymore. Okay. So I'm just going to keep moving. Well, we have Peter DeLuise cameo up to eight. Yes. We have... Um, um, and we crying have out loud. our crying, where, oh, it's up here. Crying Out Loud camp is up to, uh, 31. Yay! And I just want to make sure, I'm pretty sure there's no, in, yeah, there's no indeeds in this episode. Nope. He's too busy killing the reaming. He is, he is. Well, he's not himself for most of the episodes. That's we don't fair, get yeah. Um, but yeah, so. What's up for us next week? Oh, next week is, I am, I am sorry. Next week is Point of No Return. Dun dun dun. Um, which is uh, which is kind of a really amazing episode. And right. I think you're really gonna dig it, I'm and sorry. it introduces a fan favorite character. <gasps> I like new characters. Uh, They're the character, fun. The character's pretty awesome. Awesome. Um, so is that uh, is that the end of our Stargate talk? That may episode? be the end of the. I know we're like trying to contain ourselves before <laughs> we get into the spoiler section. Um, yes. Okay. That's the end of our Stargate talk. You know where to find us. At Terror Podcast. We're going to do a skit at the end, but I'm going to do it here yeah, in case yeah, yeah. there's some of you that care no fucks about the trailer or don't want to know what happens because some people in my life yeah, are and, like that. And, and, I, and, and I, I appreciate and it. And I will be honest, like, this is... Okay, well, hold up. First, uh, on Twitter, at Terror Podcast. Facebook is No Place Like Terror. Email us, noplaceliketerror at gmail.com. Okay, like and review <laughs> us on iTunes. Awesome. Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. <laughs>
Okay, so I, this is one of those things where Star Wars is one that I'm like, I don't go out looking for spoilers. Right. I'm not going to be the most butthurst person in the world if spoilers fall into, like, if someone tells me something by right. accident or I see something, I'm not going to be butthurt. Right. Um, um, like, I found, I heard, I didn't know who, but I heard that one of the lead characters dies in the last film. Yeah, someone really ruined that one for me on Well, Imager. I didn't know who it was, uh-huh. but I heard that, I knew that one of the th- the the original three. Right. But I didn't know who. Gotcha. I kind of use process of elimination, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm not... But at the same time, I love picking apart the trailers. Oh, yeah. To no end. Those, oh, yeah. Because so, there's a lot to do there. And I was watching live on the live stream yeah. um, yesterday for the, the Last Jedi panel. Um, I love the, the, the bit that we see of the new character, Rose. Rose. Who yeah. you're totally going to Rose cosplay Rose is already as. my favorite. <laughs> I hope she's got a big role. And it sounds like she's got yeah. an important role. Yes. I don't know that big is the right word. Um, but it sounds like she's important to the story, which yeah. I'm really digging. Um, <laughs> we also, I got the opportunity yesterday to talk to people about Rian Johnson and how Looper is not oh, Jumper. Looper is uh, not <laughs> Jumper, guys. <laughs> which I don't know if other people have done this, but there was an overwhelming amount of people in yeah. our friend group that thought that Looper was Jumper. So not the same movie. So different movies. Yeah, so... Looper. Fantastic film. Jumper. Garbage. Trash fire. Something (laughs) to watch while you're cleaning the house without paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll have to give it that. That's kinder. That's kinder. I didn't hate the film. Mm. It just didn't grab me in. It's one that you... It's one that I will put on while I'm cleaning the kitchen. I'm going to call it a garbage fire. Okay, you can call it a garbage fire. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, love to Rian Johnson. I cannot wait to see what happens there. Yes. Really digging Rose, and I... Uh, sadly, I have forgotten the actress's name who plays Rose, uh, but I'm sure we will come up with it. Um, it is good to see Mark Hamill with uh, boy band hair. Yes. As I call it. And I love... Um, I love how he was like, I am the greatest asset to Star Wars. I can't remember what I had for breakfast, yeah. let alone anything Therefore, in the Therefore, I can't tell you anything. Um, her name is Kelly Marie Tran. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, it was yeah, it was really fun to see all these little tidbits of things. But let's get on with okay. the important part. The trailer. All right. I had chills. Scene by scene. <laughs> let's start with that transition. From what oh, looks like a dark sky into the rocks, which I just, yes was beautiful. Yeah, was beautiful. Gorgeous. Was stunning. Stunning. <laughs> um, like I don't know if I can do this scene by scene because I don't remember exactly no, I can't scene either. by scene. But um, can I like finally hearing Mark Hamill? Yes. Uh, you know, speak and and. I love, I think there's there's been a lot of talk, we were discussing this yesterday, about the entire theme of this movie is going to be, like, gray, I think. You have light, which, by the way, even just the view of the back of Leia gut-punched me, so I yeah. don't know how I'm going to quite yeah. make it through this film. Um, yeah. Also, um, Kathleen Kennedy, I think, officially said yesterday that she will not be in episode nine. Oh, which kind of takes away the two options I wanted for them to do with Leia in episode nine. Um, but she apparently will not be in episode nine. Um, 
and this is after her her um her daughter gave permission to like re to bring the character back type thing. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, so but it, it, there's talk of she sees lightness, she sees dark. Um, I think a lot of this is going to be gray. I think. Well, it's so, you know, if you think of it, it's the middle part of the trilogy. It's it always is. the it's darkest gonna be dark. part. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more of the other side stepping in. Yes. Uh, we're not going to get a lot of hope, to use no. a the good word. Yes, yes. Uh, there's, um, but I think y- there's a lot changing. Yes. There's a lot changing. We see Kylo's mask. Yes. We see Kylo's mask. So even that's changing. Like, yep. Whatever he's doing with himself, he's upgrading yep. to some degree. Um, we see that happen. We see uh, Ray training. Holy shit. Oh, oh that's so good. Her training. I was convinced that that other thing that you see on the... Was it third person? Yeah. It's I still wish it was a, a third a person, but it's not. It's some sort of rock. Um. So here's my thought of the entire... The, the 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 one thing that he knows is it's time for the Jedi to end. Yes. Um. Is I think. I think. Well, first of all, Luke is clearly butthurt about um the fact that the last you know Kylo turned when the right. last Jedi he tried training has turned yeah. to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the those books that we see on those shelves. Right. I think clearly that is the book that had the Jedi symbol in there that's being dusted off. Okay. I think these are the, and I, and I forget the name of them, but I think these are like the original, 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 like like the Jedi Jedi texts. Yeah. And I think Luke is realizing that the Jedi through the years have become a bit of a bastardized amalgamation of what, they should be right. Um, they're blind to a lot of things. A lot of those issues were called out in in the films. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's the idea that you become too structured of anything. Yeah. And if you get too stagnant and too stuck in something, yes. it starts to weaken. Yes. It starts to have holes. It starts to uh, not follow its original mission statements. Yes. Um, and I, I love that idea. Um, I've always been kind of obsessed with, in fact, my logo I made for myself yes. with, with something that's the idea of being adaptable and yeah. changeable and evolutionary. And, and, and that's what Luke is talking about, I think. I And I and agree I, with you. Yeah. And, I, and I, so this is kind of where it plays in. Um, those who know me know that one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars has become Ahsoka Tano. Oh, uh uh-huh. Who, um, I guess, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the end of of Clone Wars, but Mm. she leaves the Jedi Order. Right. Before she becomes a knight. Oh. Um, And, uh, and so she, but she still, she rebuilds her lightsaber. She still sort of goes on to, to live her life by a lot of these principles that she was brought up in, in Mm. the temple, but she's not a Jedi. She refuses right. to call herself a Jedi. Yeah. And so, and and she still goes on and becomes this huge first, she becomes, you know, this huge leading member of, of the rebellion and everything. And I would like to see when he says the Jedi need to end is turning more into that. I, I was using the term gray Jedi before because mm-hmm. it's kind of it. Um, but it's this, there's still... Jedi 
at heart. Like, they're still... Well, the idea is that you don't subscribe to the religion, but you are of the same spiritual belief. Yeah, it's kind of going back to, like, what the original Jedi were. Yeah. Like, the like, symbol is still there. It's still the Jedi, but it's it's kind of building a new branch of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and again, it's, it's all part of evolution. It's don't forget what your roots are, but don't get so stuck in your order of things. It's like they just, instead of being a Jedi with a capital J, they're going back to a Jedi with a little J of like the points <laughs> yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, versus who, what the, what it's, it's not a noun anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's a practice. So it's I, art form. I think this place that he's found and these books that he's found mm-hmm. are millennia old. Right. He's just been going back and he's sort of. I think trying to figure out what this whole thing was supposed to be when it started. And in in a very practical way, this comes together at the right time because Kylo Ren now knows the way of the Jedi better than anybody. Yeah. The way of this old Jedi, if you will, versus a new Jedi. Um, So basically the enemy has all the information we need, so we got to change it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like guerrilla warfare worked. Yeah. The first time around. Yep. And now it's like, that doesn't work anymore because now everyone knows about Gorilla. No one's no one's marching into battle yeah. with a drummer boy in yeah. red coats. <laughs> yeah. It worked in the revolution. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's worked in other times, but the tactics need to continue to exactly. change. And we are dealing with war now. And then we see some other really amazing stuff, like these new ships on this planet with red dust heading Holy straight crap. towards a line of uh, a line of ATATs in the distance. So this is another thing that was uh, there was a conversation that was had. Uh, a lot of people thought the red dust meant different things. So to me, whenever I see any flying objects with a any sort of chemical trailing off them, that's what I think it is. It's a chemical coming off of it to basically uh, eviscerate the land that it's touching. And I looked at it because that ship kind of hit the ground and popped up more. I think that they're like trailing something behind them and they're kicking up red dust that's underneath that white From the actual sand, yeah. Yeah. Which would be, either way... Awesome, visual, stunning. Yeah, holy moly. Um, The Um, other thing I had a question is, is... The sh- we see one shot of Finn. Yes. Is this early on? Is this when he's still healing? Is this somehow he's controlling a ship with his mind telepathically? Like- yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is this a hospital bed or yeah. is this some sort of tactical thing that he's doing? Yeah, because you don't like really the thing know. that Jack sat in. Exactly. When he was shooting those weapons. Yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Um, <laughs> the new pew, pew movies coming yeah. out. Um, and, I like uh, it. And we see we see Poe and BB-8 running heroically, and then shit's blown up. You know, I really could have seen a lot more of Poe. To be fair, you want an entire Poe film. Can I just? Yeah, I want to just slow mo that run <laughs> and loop it in my mind over and, and over, over and over. over, so that whenever I actually meet Oscar Isaac, I can say you've been running through my mind all day. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that works. Yeah. Nobody tell boyfriend Jesse. I'm sure that works perfectly. I'm sure he will totally fall for it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm speechless right now. Um, and then uh, we we see the Falcon. I want to know who's flying it. Right. Uh, we see like epic lightsaber stuff going on. 
And then um, we see we see Phasma for a second. I think Phasma's gonna redeem herself as being badass in this film. Okay, good. Um, we see her and she's walking with a purpose towards something, but she's not, it doesn't look like charging. No, I think she's more of like I can walk as slow as I want because you're not gonna get out of here and I'm gonna fuck she's you up. Gathering, yeah. She's yeah. just kind of gathering people as she well, walks. And people yeah. have also people. I, I saw some video last night, and unfortunately, I do apologize. I do not remember what what. Uh, video uh, online this was we watched about eight of them last night um, <laughs> pointed out that there is a lot of the way her walk is is very reminiscent of a number of shots we've had in Game of Thrones yes and since it's Gwendolyn Christie yeah that yeah. feels very appropriate feels appropriate mm-hmm. um, and there was one other there's one other point in this that I wanted to uh, oh no! It's all the poster stuff. We'll get to the poster in a second. Oh yeah, um, the shot of BB-8. Yeah, is he sitting with Luke? Who do we think? No, he's that's R two. Oh, excuse me. Yes, yeah, that's R two. No, because I think that we saw a shot in the trailers for the first film that looked like they're set in the exact same place and time. Is that a flashback? R two. And- I think it's a flashback to when Kylo set some sort of place on oh, fire. I think it. that's a flashback to when when Kylo turned on on. So Luke. we might get a little bit of history. And I think, and we also saw um, we saw Luke's hand without his skin on it. So whatever it is, I think his his the right, skin part of his off. hand was burned away in whatever fire that was. That's true. So I think maybe that was something that was originally filmed to put in sort of that um, that sort of ray flash she gets when she touches the lightsaber and yeah. it didn't fit in there. So I think the rest of that scene, we hopefully might see it. Um, but yeah, I think that's Luke and an R2 to pair with that one that we saw in the trailers for the for gotcha, episode gotcha. Uh, 7. And incidentally, uh, I don't think we've seen Luke's hands now. I hope that he has some other way to show... No, we what, saw. Did we? We saw. Well, that one scene we saw at the very end of the last film when he took his when he took his hood, his hood off, off. His he hand was out. mechanical. Okay, that's right. He that's didn't right. have anything covering. Yes, it. I have a hunch that it hasn't been covered since, since whatever that happened. Yeah, whatever. However, he lost his cover of it. I don't think he's covered it since then. Well, yeah. Some again trying to find the root of yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love the message behind this, guys. Yeah. Very excited. Um, if you want to go into the poster, let's do okay, it. Okay, so. Again, I'm a designer. The composition of this poster, <laughs> holy fuck. Um, this is a stunning poster. Talk about a picture saying a thousand words. And so many questions more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have... So, the contrast of red and blue is yes. clearly something's been going on since, like, yeah. the first movie ever in this. So, we have Ray standing in a field of red. Mm-hmm. And she has the blue is, like, at her hand with the start of the lightsaber. Right. And that blue lightsaber morphs into a red lightsaber by the time it reaches the top of the poster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have Ray standing as a force of light. Right. A force of blue. Mm-hmm. A force of good. You then have Luke and Kylo's faces in red. Right. Um, and there's been talk... Since before the first film of of Luke walking a line, oh yeah. Um, well, and I also think it gives us a presentation of past and future. Yes. Then you also have the fact that Kylo and Luke's faces are not symmetrical. Mm-hmm. 
You have the fact that Kylo's face is clearly much smaller and is placed lower on the screen, which none of that shit is done by accident. Nope. uh, Definitely not. Like, that is done so purposely, and I want to know why. Also, when when, when that poster first flashed about the screen and the live view, I actually first, my... My first instant reaction was, is that a young Anakin? Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. The first time I saw it for half a second, and it looked like Hayden Christian to me. Well, and the idea, I mean, that is family, so that would make sense. But, yes. And so I was like... And he's always been connected to Vader. Yeah. Um, and so I was, and, and I just was caught off guard of like, how close they actually look to one another, kind of, which right. I hadn't actually seen before. Yeah. And then I was like, is this just like a family tree somehow on here? I do have to point out in, in the cool. stream, we you've, you've probably, a lot of you have seen the Josh Gad trying to ask Daisy Ridley questions. Yeah. Um, and I do like, he continued on stage and was like, so Ray, is your last name Skywalker? Is your last name Kenobi? Is it Ray Kenobi? <laughs> That's a popular thing. Are you the Madonna of Jakku? Do you just have one name? <laughs> yep. And then when BB-8 came out, he had learned, apparently Josh Gad had learned droid to communicate with BB-8. Yeah. And it was like, can I call you eight? And like BB-8 did his little whistle. He goes, oh, I have to call you BB-8 because you have a complete name, unlike Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was not going to let up on that one. Yeah. Um, I do fall into the camp of I would really like her to be a Kenobi. I don't know if that's a... I don't know. If, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I secretly really want her to be a Kenobi. I kind of wanted... I kind of want her to be no one. Yeah. You know, I want a girl to stand alone. I do, but I really want her to be a Kenobi. I mean, I see I see that thread, and it makes... It would be cool. Yeah. But my heart just wants her to rely on nothing but herself. I think there's a reason we haven't gotten a last name. That's fair. Yeah. I think there's a clear reason that we have not gotten a last name. Yeah. There are very few characters in Star Wars that do not have a full name. That's true. Except for Yoda. And that's Yoda. <laughs> then nobody gets to be Yoda. He like is the Madonna. Exactly. Yoda is the Madonna of <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. He's therefore... the Madonna and the Cher combined. <laughs> and therefore, Ray has a last name. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's a clear reason we do not know it. Either way, we're about, what, like 200 something days away something like that December 15th yeah can't Um, wait and so I can't wait this technically was only a they said this was a teaser trailer and this was already two minutes long yeah holy farts so I can't wait till we get an actual trailer trailer like a nice five minute mini so dissect (laughs) even more and it'll be good stuff well my question is I don't think we'll get it with um I don't think we'll get it with um with Guardians, which is the next sort right. of big Marvel film coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wonder... Avengers is much later in the year, and I can imagine we're going to get another one before... Because Avengers isn't like till November or something like this. Yeah, until right before it comes so out. So we're going to get to something else probably in the summer. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what... what I mean, something has to be attached to Guardians. I think, I think this will be attached to Guardians. Okay, that's fair. I think this one will be attached to Guardians, because Guardians comes out in, like, two weeks, two, three weeks. Oh, gosh, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's way too <laughs> soon for them to drop a full trailer yeah. after this. Oh, gosh, I did not realize how late in the year it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I dig it. I can't wait. I At this point, I'm going to go on Sunday to Celebration and soak it all in. And and try to start working on my Rose cosplay. <laughs> yes, that's clearly going to happen. Um, guys, 
Thanks for listening to us babble about things Stargate and Star Wars and all stars and like star stars. related things. I like starry stars. <laughs> we love you. Uh, again, you know where to find us on Facebook. There's no place like Tara. On Twitter at Tara Podcast. Uh, email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, like us, rate us, review us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. And may the force be with you.